The Twitter files catch the deep state accusing any dissent of being Russian disinformation. I'm Sarah Carter on the latest Sarah Carter Show. I'll also discuss why our national security is very vulnerable right now and talk about the border and much more with Virginia Congressman Ben Klein. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, 2022 is history. Have you thought about what you'll do in 2023? How you will make it better than last year? Every new year is a new opportunity, so I have a great way for you to make the most of this one. This year, resolve to become a better educated American. And the good folks at Hillsdale College have made their amazing online courses free for all who wish to learn. And my challenge to you is just take one of their fantastic courses. You can discover the beauty of the Bible in the Genesis story, or study the writings of C.S. Lewis, or explore the true meaning of America in Constitution 101. There are many more to choose from, and all these self-paced free courses feature Hillsdale faculty and scholars. Visit Dana4FORHillsdale.com and pick one of more than 30 free Hillsdale courses. I hope you'll accept my challenge and resolve to be a more educated American in 2023. Pick whichever course you like at Dana4Hillsdale.com and start your free online course today. That's Dana4FORHillsdale.com. Anyone at the White House tell the National Archives at any point not to issue a press release about the discovery of classified documents? I would, I would really refer you to the White House Counsel's Office, who has been running this process, right. and refer you even to them. If, even if it's something that's not just in their purview, it would be wider within the I, entire I White House? Because this is, when it, re, when it relates to the DOJ, when it relates to special counsel, this is something that's been under their pre, uh, purviews. Under their purview. I don't want to answer any any questions about this. Yeah, what is her purview? Does she know? Stonewalling, that's her purview. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday in icy Texas. Still, Kane and Juan made it in today. Was it like being ice road truckers out there? Kind of. Yeah, they're like, it totally was. Yeah, it it's like ice road was. I, we told them, I was like, you guys don't have to come in today. And they're like, we... We are dedicated to the craft, and also Devin Nunez is on. I don't speak for Juan, but I hated being cooped up at home like that. Did you guys get antsy? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I'm antsy already. I work at home, too, so it's like, <laughs> work and no play makes Jack a dull girl. All right, so welcome to the program. Dana Lashier, your lovable curmudgeon. You can listen to us, ladies and gentlemen, from sea to shining sea, across the country in a market near you. You can also watch the simulcast. On the f- on YouTube, Facebook, the first V on Directv channel three forty nine. All right, so let's get started because they won't actually say the National Archives wasn't allowed to reveal the document discovery. Hmm. What? Huh? Why? Imagine that kind of crazy. They just because it's d different. That's why it's different. They weren't allowed to reveal it. So this comes by way. Of an ongoing Q&A, Top House Republican says the attorney, the main attorney for the National Archives, was not allowed to weigh in on the discovery of classified documents in Biden's possession, despite the fact that he repeatedly went out there and ran his mouth about Trump's at Mar-a-Lago. They were all of a sudden, these little chatty Cathy's are quiet over at the National Archives. What's up, Karens? Why y'all so quiet? They were out there with the whole Trump saga the entire time. They had all. They had an entire section, a whole a double snakes section on their website called press statements in response 
to media queries about presidential records, all about Mar-a-Lago. They had a whole Mar-a-Lago section on their website. The National Archive people. Lizard people. The National Archive people. Press statements. Now, after the Biden situation, all of a sudden, they're quiet. Nothing about it anywhere. No, you can't get any kind of any kind of any kind of answer from them. Nothing. They're very, very quiet. And their lawyer says he wasn't allowed. By whom? He wasn't allowed to weigh in. Who didn't allow him? Can I? I got a question. That's a sidebar from this. I'm a taxpayer. I allow you. Do it. Right? Can we do that? Do we have that? I just feel like I don't care if you're an alphabet agency. As a taxpayer and the bo- and the voter, I'm your boss, and I should be able to tell you what to do, whatever we want you to do. Right? Isn't that how it works? It wor- that's 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 exactly how it works. I just feel like that's the. So, they said right before the archives came in, they said that the people from the DOJ told them that the general counsel for the National Archives wasn't allowed to say a peep, Comer said. But he goes, but we went ahead and we had like a three-hour transcribed interview with general counsel, and what we learned is that there's a double standard. Well, you didn't have to learn. I mean, I could have told you that. I could have told you that there was a double standard. So... This whole so this whole situation, they discovered the classified documents November second. That's that's the time when apparently they got the letter. That's when they got the letter. So mm, I'd be talking to you, but the camera's not facing me. So the president's lawyers, I I I I can't stand it when I'm like not talking to people. So the National Archives weighed in. They weighed in like the second after the Mar-a-Lago thing in January. It's like the second after. They had the lights flashing. Archives were out there. Archives were out there talking all kinds of smack. And they had two quotes from then archivist David Ferrio. Ferrio? Ferrio? I don't care. When you have more... When you, when you have all the vowels in your name and you aren't sharing them with everybody else, then we're going to say, and also we're the boss, so we're just going to call, we're going to call him, uh, we're going to call him Dave, that's his name now. He said that the reason that they were speaking out about this and talking about the Mar-a-Lago thing was critical to our democracy. So it was critical to their democracy at the time. Is it this... Biden's the president. Is it not critical to our democracy now? Dude, for real, these people see the difference on this, right? I mean, I cannot be the only one that's like looking at this thinking they clearly there's a double standard with regard to this, right? I am. I cannot be the only one here. Okay, I got it. This is my favorite story of the day. And I'm going to warn you. I'm going to be a brat about it. I, (laughs) this story, the first thing that I, the first reaction that I had was the little joyful voice in my head went, oh, I can't wait for discovery. Hunter Biden admits, finally, we we all knew it. The laptop is his. He, this is a strategy that he, that, that crackhead employed way too late here. Cracky Jr. employed it way too late. He's going, yeah, it's mine. And what? I'm going to go after the people who looked at it. 
That's I'm not even exaggerating. That's literally what he said. Uh, he not I mean not verbatim, but basically he says, "Yeah, the laptop is his," and that now he's going to go after. He's he wants to go a criminal probe into all the attempts to weaponize its contents. Oh, please, for the love of all things holy, come at us, bra. Because we'll totally be your huckleberry. This is just our game. Okay, we'll do it. How how do you think this is going to go? This is his lawyers have got to be jumping, throwing themselves from their balconies at this point. He had a there was a petulant letter from Hunter's lawyers seeking a criminal probe, the New York Post says, into what they call attempts to weaponize its contents. Okay, so let's just all remember collectively together how the laptop was found. Cracky McCrackhead leaves said laptop, two laptops, thank you. He just like dropped it off to get work done and then left it for months. Never had any intention, was non-responsive, never went back to get it. How dare you, Trump? Yeah, how dare you, Trump, force Cracky McCrackhead to leave his laptop at that one dude who always wears the little fedora, always to, to leave it at his shop. <laughs> and and then it and it was weaponized and by weaponized we mean all of his porno videos were made public that's actually nasty that's not weaponizing that's a punishment to the american public but you did it dude snorting coke uh literally sometimes snorting coke with hookers off hookers i mean whatever however all the prepositions work with that um just bad Bad news bear. All of his emails with all of his shadiness. No one forced you to abandon your laptop. First off, you know that you're rich and privileged as a Democrat when you're leaving your MacBook places. Unless your name's Kane. <laughs> Sorry, Kane. <laughs> I couldn't resist. That hurt a little. <laughs> I had to, man. I, I got couldn't it back, help it. I got it back. That's oh, the habit. Did you? Yeah. Okay, we're going to come back to the hundred thing. Wait, you got it back? Yeah. Are all your crack videos on there? They're still there. Except it wouldn't be, it would be your incense. They'd think it's crack and it would be all your crystallized. Sidebar to the sidebar. My mom found one of the little um, baggies. It's like a little, I mean, is it what a dime bag is? Alicewood is what I gave you. There's little chunks of like crystal in there. And my mom picked it up when when she was over and was like, what's this? Frankincense. And I'm like, it's frankincense. Because she knows that we, I mean, I've never done a drug. She knows this. But she was still like, what is this? If she was horrified. And I'm like, it's, oh gosh. And I had to like go into this whole story like, Kane burns wood. I don't know. And I just like, and like sap and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) For smells and stuff. And I was like, it's like, you know, just think it's like a pre-factory Yankee candle. I don't know how else to put it. Anyway, let's get back to the Hunter thing. So they sent a bratty letter. His lawyers did. Into seeking a criminal probe on what they call attempts to weaponize the uh, contents of the laptop, right? 14-page letter to Delaware Attorney, G- Attorney General Kathy Jennings. Abby Lowell said that the repair shop owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, he's got everybody's first names. Is just You would call him Mr. Isaac, right? Would you call him John Paul Mac? John Paul? JPM? I don't know. But anyway, they said he unlawfully a- accessed the laptop data. Dude, you abandoned your laptop, you crackhead. You left your laptop. Finders keepers. Ever hear that? That's like, what is with this family and leaving stuff? So his sister, this is what really, like, so Hunter Biden, you know, he's Joe Biden's 
50-something-year-old baby infant boy, right? Ashley Biden is like my age, and I'm a grown woman, okay? I mean, for the love. She leaves her journal, her diary, in, the, in a Flophouse mattress. And then someone finds it, and somehow they get it to Project Veritas, and then the goofy Bidens are all, it was stolen! You left it! You crackheads, you keep leaving your personal belongings everywhere. Who leaves their diary and multiple laptops? What is wrong with this family? Besides the crack and the promiscuity and the inability to tell the truth and the cronyism and the merging out all their elected. I mean, I could go on. You get the idea. The hell? Come on, guys. So. They said that they were weaponizing the sordid and incriminating contents on it. And by weaponize, literally just make it public. That's it. So Lowell wrote, quote, This failed, dirty political trick directly resulted in the exposure, exploitation, and manipulation of Biden's private and personal information. That's what his lawyer wrote. It's everyone else's fault that cracky, mixed smoke, crackhead, <laughs> spit paint left his laptop somewhere and... No, you know what? I am. You're, some some people out there are, are. I can feel like the one person going. You shouldn't call names. You smoke crack. You sell out national security to make business deals with the CCP. As a taxpayer, I pay so much in tax. I can call you whatever I want. And if I want to call you Cracky McCrackhead, I'm going to do it. You're not precious, okay? And I'm precious. I can just we can call you whatever we want. But they said that it's a failed, dirty trick, and that it was unlawful. Golly, let's go, let's please seriously, let's go and do this because discovery is going to be amazing. Oh my gosh, you think that you got a treasure trove with these two laptops? Just wait until discovery because you have to go through that process to actually push this further. Is that what they really want to do? Because I know of a bunch of, I mean, a lot of attorneys on the more non-Biden side of things, including some ignorant Democrats, by the way, who I am totally fine with on this one instance, allying with for the shared purpose of just showing how just degenerate this, this family is. I'm totally fine with this. They will literally devote their lives to the discovery part of it. They will live and breathe and blink and eat and believe in that whole process. Are you ready for that? Because I am. We got a lot more in store. Black Rifle Coffee Company set out on a mission to make the best cup of coffee that's ever hit your mug. And I think they've hit that mission straight on. Their dream has been to sell enough premium coffee to build a support network for veterans, first responders, and law enforcement. And thanks to your support, that dream has come true. Black Rifle Coffee is roasted by a veteran-led team of brilliant coffee graders who work tirelessly to roast and bag the highest quality coffee here in America. And the coffee is truly one of a kind and my favorite. Your support has helped Black Rifle Coffee Company expand their team of active duty service members, veterans, and veteran family members, and they were able to donate over 120,000 bags of coffee to veterans and first responders in 2022. Visit blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana and use my code Dana at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana. Use code Dana and also look for Black Rifle Coffee in grocery and convenience stores. Black Rifle Coffee, America's Coffee. 
And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. The CDC is warning people against using certain eye drops. It's the EzraCare Artificial Tears. They say it's been linked to 50 different bacteria-resistant infections and one death in 11 states, according to a report. Most of the people infected said they used it with the EzraCare being the most reported brand. They're preservative-free, and they don't have ingredients that apparently prevent any kind of infections from occurring. So uh, they said... Basically, they're saying don't use them. No, just, okay. Uh, do you want to trust them? Well, maybe, maybe on this. Maybe on this. I don't know. Maybe. I'd still like to see what my local agencies say. So uh, a massive, another massive peer review study shows that masks don't do anything for the, for the coronavirus or flu. We knew that. That just, we'll put that in the stack of all the other surveys we had. Do you ever wonder how much you would have if you put $1,000 in a McDonald's stock? 10 years ago, I'm kicking myself because they reported an earnings share of 259 on $5.9 billion in revenue. That's insane. They said they reported a major increase in customer visits and a 10% uptick in U.S. sales because of menu prices and increased demand. So they, I mean, that's, that's crazy. If you'd invested $1,000 into the company one, five and 10 years ago, they said 10 years ago, you, it would, I mean, that without, I mean, that, that would be like three times more than you would have today you'd have i mean that's that's wild (sighs) stay with us we got more in store coming up including democrats crying over various things and uh well we have all of that that laptop it was his thanks to your support patriot mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy and they have big news patriot mobile now offers service with all three major networks this means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values you can access them with patriot mobile they also offer a performance guarantee so if you're not happy with your coverage you can switch between the three major carriers for free patriot mobile america's only christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4g and 5g networks so you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Resolve now to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. The Patriot Mobile 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 878-PATRIOT. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter were Russian disinformation and smear campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. It's the last ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. Man, they lied about this thing. They lied. The Bidens lied for years about this being Russian misinformation. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you bottom of our first hour they lied for years about this being russian misinformation this and now this whole yeah it's mine what of it whole that whole defense is not going to work now here's the other thing and we were talking about this right before headlines 
The yeah, we knew about this for the we knew about this for a long time. The letter that the really bratty and stupid letter that Biden's Hunter Biden's attorney, a snotty little letter that they sent in threatening a criminal probe of. Oh, the guy with all the names, John Paul, John Paul Mac Isaac. You'd think I'd remember, right? Because they're like simple names, but there's so many of them all together. Anyway, what what gets me and I thought the New York Post made a really good point with us because they were saying, oh, we're going to we're the the. Abby Lowell, who is the attorney, was demanding for a criminal investigation of John Paul MacIsaac because he stole and illegally accessed. That's the phrase they use. He illegally accessed Hunter Biden's data. He illegally accessed, illegally accessed, illegally accessed. Oh, except, except receipts. Because John Paul MacIsaac apparently kept lots, all of them, in fact. And in fact, it was pointed out by Robert Costello in the New York Post, who is Rudy Giuliani's attorney, that Mac Isaac, so that's how they call him, Kane. sidebar, it's not just Isaac, it's Mac Isaac. Oh. Mac Isaac, quote, signed a work order that gives him, he has a signed work order that gives him, signed by Hunter Biden, that gives him full authorization to examine the hard drive and the property And it is deemed legally abandoned after 90 days and becomes the property of John Paul Mac Isaac. And it was signed by who, Kane? Who was it signed by? Was it by Hunter? It was by Hunter. You are correct. So Hunter Biden signs this work order. Again, giving John Paul Mac Isaac full authorization to examine the hard drive, to access whatever... And in the authorization, it's deemed legally abandoned after 90 90 days and becomes the property of said John Paul MacIsaac. And it was signed by Hunter Biden. So that's not Russian disinformation. That's Cracky McCrackhead just leaving his stuff everywhere. He has no case. None. There is nothing that he can do. And you can't sit here. He can't sit here and also go, well, I'm the son of the president, so I'm special. Or because that's the argument Ashley Biden's trying to use with her stupid grown grown ass woman diary where she talked about showering with her dad and all of her sexual exploits. She's 43 years old and writing stuff like this in a diary. That's messed up. Right. That's like stuff you see on cops. Like not from the daughter of the president of the United States. I, I it's it's. This family, I wrote about this in a piece that went out this morning. And in it, I wrote that this whole family, this new from government money Biden family, this nouveau riche made all their money in government. They put on the airs of manufactured aristocracy. They act like their family's this dynasty Oh, you trust? You can uh, give you my word as a Biden. Remember, they make a big deal about all of this, but they're basic white trash with more drug and behavioral problems than the average Appalachian or Ozark family. Let's be honest. I mean, at least some of the Langmores had a redemptive arc, and it's really sad and amusing simultaneously to see the stereotype that the left has created. Of the entire right all gussied up in real time 
with this D affixation and a pass from all the feminists. It's true. I mean, this case and the threats from this attorney are hollow. So over at Powerline, they actually talk about that. There are a bunch of attorneys over at Powerline. Are you all familiar with Powerline, the website? You ought to be. Remember the whole Dan Rather swift boat story? They're the guys who broke it. They're the ones who ran it down, and they're the ones who just destroyed Dan Rather. And CBS, what was it, uh, Mary Mapes and all that? That's the people over at Powerline. So they were talking about the legal aspect. They're calling it Hunter Biden's Battle of the Bulge strategy, which I think is funny. That was... When their power line, it's powerlineblog.com. That was one of the first places I went this morning when I saw this headline. I was like, okay, I got to see what, I got to go see what they said about it over here. Scott Johnson has a great piece because Biden's lawyers, this is where it gets hysterical. They want a retraction from Tucker Carlson for alleging that Hunter Biden's payment of nearly $50,000 a month in rent went to Joe Biden. I mean, what the and they they the they sent a letter out it's publicly posted and it's first off as scott johnson notes it's inaccurate because that's not what he said and then secondly you have to in order to go after for something like this somebody for for something like this because i've dealt with stupid people who try to i have dealt with stupid people in the past who have tried to uh intimidate me by doing stuff like this and then I bring because I am the most litigious person on God's green earth I literally have my lawyer on speed dial I will come down on you with the full force and weight of the pettiest and most vengeful woman to ever hire a lawyer if you even look at me the wrong way with this stuff and you can attest to it and I will totally win or I will eat your soul in court so this I'm very familiar with this you have to demonstrate damages you can't just say you said something bad about me and i don't like that you said that i had to pay fifty thousand dollars and first off that's not even accurately discussing what tucker said but secondly how do you prove that your reputation was damaged from this because that's where it gets into it's a fight over damages that is how it is measured so you have to prove apart from everything else only specifically this claim that this claim of $50,000 a month in rent somehow damaged, irreparably damaged your reputation and caused you to lose income. A, A financial loss. And you have to demonstrate to the judge financial loss. Or your case is tossed. It's not even gonna make, I mean, so that's, I mean, and, and in the letter, because they have the letter, they don't even discuss the damages at all. They don't even get, offer that as like a, th- they're just like, you hurt my feels. That's all the letter is. It's so stupid. It's saber rattling. That's it. That's it. So this is why they, they call over a power line. They say, Hunter Biden's new campaign, that's why they would like to liken it to Battle of the Bulge. It's a last ditch offensive, throwing all available resources into a campaign supporting an evil cause. Of course, that's not how the Washington Post puts it. That's not how they put it. So this is their new offensive. 
Do you know what damaged Hunter Biden's reputation? Hunter Biden. Talking about him paying money to his dad based on the words he said in texts that were discovered on the laptop he signed an order legally giving up after 90 days. Show that. And he already admitted that it's his. We knew it was his before he admitted it because the FBI had it and was investigating and said it was his so much. I mean, verbatim, that's pretty much what they said. So that's all of the stuff, him smoking crack with hookers or cocaine, doing cocaine with hookers, talking about all of the cronyism in which he engages, doing deals with the CCP at the expense of national security, that hurts his reputation. So is he going to sue himself? I wonder, did Abby Lowell, did she struggle with actually writing a letter from Hunter to Hunter? Because he's done the most damage to his reputation more than anyone else could have ever hoped to do. He was the one who was arguing with his former sister-in-law slash lover who, over the gun that was thrown away in the trash can across the street from the school. So it's just, it's just asinine. They can sit here and do, I love the, I love the whole, it is the battle of the bulge, because it is. Now, what do you think that they hope to accomplish from this? I don't, because that's not them. I I don't know if they think that they're going to get some, they're going to wring some money out of somebody. Everyone that has receipts and everybody has receipts, they're going to fight this. So there's. The, the only way that the only way this goes is if Abby Lowell doesn't get what she wants, then what? She's going to go to court. Then you have to start with the discovery process. And literally every single bit of the Biden family's finances are going to be thrown out to the public for scrutiny. Every aspect of it, because Joe Biden's mentioned, because Joe Biden's mentioned that makes him fair game. He's part of this now. All of this becomes open to public scrutiny. Is that what they want? Now, I know that there's some Democrat operatives that would love this. They want him out of the way so they can get what's-his-face hair product out in uh, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want him. They want him to be up. And they would like to get Joe Biden out of the way. I told you they're going to do something. And, and this, there is so much more, by the way. Who, who controls, let's just remind me, Kane. Who controls the... Part of the of of uh, the capital that handles all these investigations and all this. Who controls the house? Right right uh huh. Who controls the house? Yeah. Well, I mean, Republicans. Oh, are in control. yeah, that because they would be doing all of the investigation. Yeah. Oh, can we? This is like you know what this is, guys. It's our Valentine's Day present. <laughs> it's our Valentine's Day present. What it is. It's what it is. It's our Valentine's Day present. Man. And you thought there was interest in, like, I mean, it makes Trump's tax stuff. I mean, I don't think there's anything there, and I think taxation is theft, but aside from that, that makes it look piddly and uninteresting. Can you imagine the made for TV movies that would come from this? Oh my gosh. I'm already casting things in my head. Every aspect of this family's life could be its own series or its own. Oh my word. So I'm just saying, if Abby Lowell really wants to go toe-to-toe with all of these people, and one of those entities would be Fox, 
And then you have all of the independent conservative journalists. And you know what? I dare say that there's probably going to be some moderate Democrat and then, of course, Republican big pocket donors that would love to fund the fight for this because they hate the Bidens. Joe Biden has a lot of enemies. And he doesn't inspire a lot of faith in his party. He doesn't even have loyalty from his VP. And the only reason that anyone has any kind of he only has nobody has respect for him. He has borrowed respect that was lent to him by James Clyburn. Joe Biden is operating on respect for James Clyburn, who single handedly got him into that office. James Clyburn is the most powerful man in Democrat politics. He's the one he made Joe Biden. Now, is he powerful enough to stave off an attempt within the party to take Joe Biden out with this kind of stuff? I don't think so. Oh, boy. I'm telling you what. This is just getting started. So this was the dumbest thing that Hunter Biden could have done. But are you surprised because he's a crackhead? Uh, We have a ton of other things to touch on, too. I've got some wokery. Oh, I've got regulation, regulatory stuff, all kinds of things. So we're going to get into all of that. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Try to keep this brief, but I cannot promise there will not be some tears. This is the best job I've ever had. (laughs) And even though it's also the hardest job I've ever had, I will miss this job, our work, this mission, and most of all, this team every single day. But I take solace in knowing that I am leaving you in the best of hands. Jeff Zients will be the first White House Chief of Staff ever to have led two policy shops and have been head of OMB before he took over as White House Chief of Staff. At the darkest time of the Biden 2020 campaign, Jeff stepped up to help. He also ran the transition and picked, frankly, many of Um... That was Ron Klain, just bawling. Oh, it's the best job I've ever had. Yes, I do. I love crying. I learned everything I know about how to be a good father from Joe Biden. He is the best father I know. I broke up my kids' rocks. I know. And along the way, he's taught me a thing or two about politics and policy as well. Can you imagine the guy who has two kids who just spiraled into drug-addled BS? And he ignores one of his granddaughters because Hunter Biden had to be like dragged into court to pay child support for. Her. But yeah, he's dad of the year. All right. Oh, I remember when I got my child their first crack rock. It was Fisher Price crack rock. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> People really think this stuff. Folks, that does it for us this hour. We have second hour on the way. You don't want to miss lots more coming up in just minutes. Stick with us. The Twitter files catch the deep state accusing any dissent of being Russian disinformation. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also discuss how our military arsenal is badly depleted because we aren't replacing the weapons we're sending to Ukraine fast enough. I'll also speak with Virginia Congressman Ben Klein about the border, reining in spending, and much more. Follow The Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, at the sticks a little bit ago, but I'm wondering how the White House can claim that they are being transparent when the FBI search of the Penn Center, Penn Biden Center, that happened months ago, was not proactively disclosed to the public, and what should the public take away from the fact that you are keeping information like this from the public? Look, I'm going to be uh, very prudent from here. I'm going to be very consistent from here. Uh, I'm just not going to comment uh, anything 
that is related to what is currently happening. This is a legal process. As you just mentioned, my colleague was right outside these doors answering many of your questions. He has done that these past couple of weeks, I believe four weeks now, and he'll continue to do that. Uh, anything that is specific to this, uh, to this particular process, I would refer you to the Department of Justice and uh, also, again, my colleague. Oh, boy. So that was yesterday. No answers on that. KJP1 asked, how can the White House claim they're being transparent when the FBI search of the Penn Biden Center happened months ago? And they were, I mean, literally told to not talk about it. So how how are you going to now claim that there's some I mean, that's a legitimate question. I mean, you know, welcome to the program. Top of our second hour here. Dana Lash with you as we roll through all the stuff happening oh my goodness there's all kinds of fun stuff that's popping up today i'm just seeing a couple of things that you might want to know that i'm marking hmm got some baiter stuff too uh all right so what the th- the story that i'm obsessed with today for numerous reasons is hunter biden wanting to go fight the internet over that laptop story so to recap if you're just joining us the attorney for hunter biden abby lowell sent this really petty snotty little email a uh, letter to uh, a bunch of people uh, threatening to a criminal probe into John Paul Mac Isaac, the computer store owner that had the laptop, uh, demanding a retraction from Tucker Carlson, who had said that uh, they claimed that he said that uh, Hunter Biden pays 50000 a month in rent to Joe, which that's actually not what Tucker said. And Powerline was looking at their legal strategy on that. And they said, yeah, that's, but that doesn't make sense. That's not actually what he said. Uh, and so they, they're basically threatening to go after like everybody who talked about this thing, uh, this stuff on the, on the laptop. And they said that people weaponized it. So Hunter Biden finally admitted it after years of Joe Biden saying that it wasn't, oh, it's not his, it's not his, uh, not a, he didn't have a laptop, it's not his laptop. We don't know. And then they said, well, it may be. Remember, he said it may be. It went from total denial to it may be like a few months ago. And now he's like, yeah, it's mine. But it's a little bit too late for him to be like that and think that that's, you know, you, we all knew it. You're just now admitting the obvious. But here's the thing. They would have to go through, and I was talking to Kane about this. Their hands are tied here because they have to, they, I mean, they would have to argue malice somehow and that there that people were out to that he would have to prove damaged reputation that's really the only thing he's got here but then at the same time he can't prove that there's no way he can prove that and even if they were going to go down that road uh they would have to go through discovery and do you honestly think that the biden family wants to go through discovery where every bit of financial everything can be publicized and publicly scrutinized and everything else further he says that he wants, they accused John Paul Mac Isaac, the computer guy, of, quote, unlawfully accessing his, uh, the, the stuff on his laptop. But John Paul Mac Isaac kept receipts. And remember, we all saw the order form that Hunter Biden signed of his own free will stating that John Paul Mac Isaac had full authority to access every single part of the laptop because he had to to fix it. And also that any property after 90 days, when that if, if it went unclaimed after 90 days, that property then belongs to John Paul Mac Isaac. And Hunter Biden signed that form, that order form, that work form. So he has like literal signed receipts. There is, they can't claim that. There's no case there. What are they going to do if they're, if he's so upset 
about it. This sounds like he's bitching because he hurt his own reputation. He's the guy who recorded himself naked in a thing in a, a deprivation tank, smoking crack while drinking and recording himself. He's the guy who recorded himself with crack and hookers. He's the guy who recorded himself drunk and all this other stuff. He's the guy who who made amateur porn videos. He did all of this. He put it on this laptop. He signed it to over to this guy and then left it there and knowing full well that it was going to be his property after 90 days. And he left it there a hell of a lot longer. He never went back for it. It was a lot longer than 90 days. They have no case. So what? They think that the, the recourse is to claim damaged reputation. The discovery process will destroy them. So what are they going to do? They can't claim national security because then that opens it all up. Well, then why would it be national security? What does he have on his laptop? They, their hands are tied here. They're absolutely tied here. That's it. They claimed not just Joe Biden, but you had all of these former heads of these different intelligence agencies who all signed this, this letter. Remember this? Oh, yeah. They signed this letter saying that it was that all of this was disinformation. All of them did it. They all signed a letter claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. All of these people. Never forget all of them. Clapper, Brennan, people who ran the CIA, who ran the FBI, all of these intel agencies, they all signed this letter stating, dismissing it, that the laptop, oh, this is all Russian disinformation. And Doug Wise was one of the guys who signed it. He said they knew, we all knew it was true. And they signed it anyway. Your government lied to you to protect a crackhead. I'll say it again. Your government lied to you to protect a crackhead. A crack-smoking Hooker banging, CCP business doing, completely irresponsible, 50-something-year-old failure-to-launch crackhead. And his enabling white trash family. That's the bottom line. You were all told that you were engaging in disinformation. You're conspiracy theorists. The whole nine yards. And now look at it. Yeah, can we play that, please? That'd be great. 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they all lied to you. All of them. Oh, you, but now see, it's so funny because if you were to lie to the FBI, that's a felony. Your government can sign a letter and make a big deal going after you. But Hunter Biden's precious, guys. He's Joe Biden's 50 something year old baby precious boy, precious. Oh, yeah. And as K notes, if you have classified documents, they'll totally jail your butt unless your last name rhymes with Schmiden. So. There you go. They actually wanted to crack down on social media over this laptop thing. It's amazing. I just, 
I just think there's no slander here, right? There's no there's no defamation. Nobody made anything up. All they did was put out the videos and the information that was on the laptop. Mm-hmm. So they can't claim anything like defamation or, you know, any yeah. of that or slander. They can't there's no case here. I mean, your government lied to you to protect a crackhead. A crony crony grifting crackhead. That you have to pay $30,000 a month so that Secret Service can live next door to him in Malibu. Can you tell that's a sore spot with me? Why does he have to live in Malibu? They have no family there. He has no work there. His wife, this one, is an Instagram influencer. Whatever the hell that is. I, that's a whole other thing I hate. I cannot stand the influence stuff. There are, there are, I have friends who sell products on Instagram and I I cannot deal with it because wasn't that I remember how we all complained that that was a place you know well people taking pictures of their sandwiches and and we made fun of it go back to that I actually miss that because now everyone's trying to sell me the same crappy ant found antlers that you put on your table and all this other stupid home stuff that you can go find in home goods for for like a fraction of the price and it's made in China which I'm not telling you to do that. Do not buy made in Chinese manufactured, you know, immediate satisfaction, home good stuff. Just saying. I just, but that's, have you noticed this? There's everybody's out there selling something. Everybody. I can't stand it. I purposefully don't do that because I hate it so bad. And I cannot tell you, I have so many people around me who are ripping their hair out because they're like, do you know how much money you could be making if you posted this or if you posted that? And I'm like, do you know how much of my soul would die? It's not because I think it's like sellout. I'm, all, I'm a capitalist. <laughs> Let me be real. I just hate it when I'm on Instagram and I'm watching like something that my friend did. And then she's like, you know, she'll be like, here's my coupon for uh, here's like, I don't want to name any names, but they, these giant links you guys, ladies will know this. Men, you might have some, I'm sorry if you have some of this in your house. They're, I don't know what they are. They're like found objects that you just place on your table, like giant links and everything's white. Everything looks the same. It all, no offense to the Magnolia people, but it all looks Magnolia. I mean, everybody looks at shiplap, everything. I'm like, what in the world? I'm looking at it and I'm like, why do you need, you, why do you need that? Or she, like one, there's like a few months ago, she had a coupon to get a giant hunk of coral and it wasn't even real. She's like, it's 100% resin. I'm like, as opposed to what? Did you chip this off of the Great Barrier Reef? Like, I don't know. And it was like $80. Like, who's paying $80? I can't stand it. Stop. Anyway. Or one last thing. Are the people who do the makeup stuff on Instagram? I'm like, B, you got fake lashes on. And I know that you got your primer and base on. Don't be sitting here and like, ah, fresh face, no makeup. Shut up. You look like marzipan. I know you're trying to sell a product, but we ain't believing you. We don't believe you. (sighs) Anyway, I just, man, I'm telling you what. This whole, I think we need hearings. I want all the hearings. Can we, I mean, is there a limit to how many hearings we can have? Based on the four years of Trump, no. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. No. All right, we have a ton of stuff still to get into. Let me just because there's things I'm missing because I'm. I told you I was obsessed with this story, right? I told you I was. Uh, apparently, oh, tax audits are racist. We can say that now. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna tell you all about that. 
Uh, we've got that, the interest rate hike, all of this stuff, deregulation, bad media. we got a ton of things to touch on still. So don't, oh, Devin Nunez is going to be joining later on. So don't, you don't want to miss anything. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Unattractive people are more likely to keep wearing face masks. I called this. I called it. I so called this. It's a new study out, and we literally called this a year and a half ago. Uh, It says researchers conducted three questionnaires asking people about self-perceived attractiveness and mask-wearing intentions in various scenarios. And they concluded that young and middle-aged Americans who view themselves as attractive believe wearing a mask hinders the opportunities to deliver a favorable impression to others. But the ugly people say it actually enhances their looks. Okay, so keep it on. All right. I mean, you do you, right? The Air Force says a proposed Chinese-owned mill in North Dakota is a significant threat. Uh, they're talking about national security. Uh, they said that the letter from the Assistant Secretary Andrew Hunter, released publicly last or this Tuesday of this week by North Dakota senators, noted the proximity of the Grand Forks Air Base to the proposed mill and said that the project raised near and long-term risks of significant impacts to operations in the area. One of the debates was the uh, was the uh, company's plan to build this giant milling facility right on the edge of Grand Forks, 15 miles from an Air Force base. And there's a lot of, there were people divided about how, uh, I mean, I, you know, I definitely think, I mean, you're, you're, they said that you, they should find an American company to develop the agricultural project, considering the relationship with China and the CCP being very uh, antagonistic and hostile. Yeah, I would have questions about that for sure. I think that's completely justified. AI voice tool is misused as deep fakes flood a web forum. The fir- there's a, a, this comes from, uh, it's a, a web a news entity that monitors AI and all this stuff, but it's a British AI firm that said it was rethinking its safeguards because the audio tool, its tool was used to clone celebrity voices and have them say racist and homophobic slurs. That's what people do with this stuff. Like you thought we'd have flying cars. No, they're using AI to say racist slurs and, and homophobic just to, just to do it to shock people. It's Elvin Labs. Uh, and they tweeted that it had been a crazy weekend. They found an increasing number of voice cloning misuse cases days after it released a demo version of the tool. They said that some of it was Quentin Tarantino, George Lucas, and the stars of Harry Potter films that it manipulated their voices to say that stuff. A Cook County woman is charged with stealing... (sighs) That's a lot. $1.5 million in chicken wings from a school district. 66-year-old Vera Lydell began working as director of food service for the Harvey School District in July of 2020. And prosecutors said she placed hundreds of unauthorized orders for food items, including 11,000 cases of chicken wings. And they were placed separately from the district's legitimate orders. They believe that that she, you know, they said the food was never brought to school or provided to the students. They said that, uh, that I mean, she was out selling them. And they said felony theft, continuing a financial crimes enterprise. She's being charged with all kind of stuff and is in Cook County Jail as well. Golly, why? Uh, we have more in store, some two-way stuff, too, as well. Stay with us. Back after this. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. When, when you're moving a trillion dollars through the economy, about half of which is for transportation, those proportions are so great that if we do it right, You should be able to look back at the 2020s later on and say one of the reasons why some of these wealth gaps started to measurably close in that period was because 
the right choices were made around infrastructure spending, getting everybody from, from small businesses to, uh, uh, to workers in the building trades, getting everybody a chance to benefit from the generational wealth that comes from participating in a nationwide construction project, which is what we're doing. That sounds like absolute communism. That is nuts. And that's Poot Booty Judge, the former mayor of South Bend, a.k.a. Pothole Pete. That's what they called him. They put that guy in charge of infrastructure, a guy whose nickname is Pothole Pete. They put him in charge... They put er, transportation. They put him in charge of transportation. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash. Here with you, bottom of this second hour. Yeah, I... How... (laughs) The way... I know what he's talking about. Infrastructure, they want to use that as a way to redistribute wealth. His phrase, oh, a national... You know, bring people together. A national infrastructure project. He's like going back to the FDR days of urban, quote-unquote, like er, the urban renewal and... Uh, the, I mean, that's really ultimately, that's, that, I mean, FDR, goodness, they were pushing people out of the suburbs and, uh, I mean, that was back in what, the 30s? That was all part of the New Deal. I've written a couple of things about this too. There was um, a book called The Color of Law that actually examined how the Federal Housing Administration, this was like back in 1934, um, they we're trying moving people around essentially and i mean it's pretty it's pretty insightful it was all run by democrats so what do you think i mean the new deal all of this stuff with the housing and and uh everything that they were they were doing i mean it was i mean it was described as state-sponsored system of segregation and uh all the the housing uh, projects and everything that they did in the 30s i mean this is there's a huge history there he's talking about essentially doing that that's that's what he's that's what he's talking about doing and that was all part of the new deal and man that was that was what is it the redlining all of that the new deal housing programs there's all kinds of stuff i have a a piece actually a couple of pieces that i've written on it uh previously but that the new deal was horrific for that um absolutely i mean it was really bad and when what Pete Buttigieg is describing here, Pothole Pete is it sounds incredibly similar. And the the, gov- the government should have no there's no reason why the government needs to be involved in doing all of this. You know what? Just spend less, get out of business, and let business flourish. You don't need to create these national construction programs. What does that even have to do with his transportation? He's just focused on making the things we have run right now. I mean, how many flights we got to get canceled and all this stuff? I mean, good grief. Oh, and then he goes into this, this realm, Audio Sun by 13. Listen to this. Everything's climate. Uh, you know, recently I pointed out a very obvious, what I think is a very obvious fact, which is that every decision about transportation policy is inevitably also uh, a decision about climate policy. You're, you're going to have a climate impact with every transportation uh, uh, choice you make. Uh, I saw the RNC circulating it as good if it grief. were a gaffe. He's going to kill us all through regulatory abuse. That's what it'll be. Pothole Pete. Speaking of regulation, I wanted to share this story with you, too. I saw this coming out of my uh, home state in Missouri, and this was in Springfield. And I immediately had to do with a dog. So, I, you know, I was, I was reading it. The headline is Missouri dog euthanized after groom family calls for accountability. And it's this family that had they rescued their dog from a truck stop years ago. 
And the way that it says, this is what they said. They go, they had no idea one of the things that saved her, a fresh haircut, would also be what they'd associate with her death last fall. So they they told KOLR Channel 10, their, investiga- their investigative, I guess, their department, they wanted to look into an oversight void in Missouri's grooming industry because they had to euthanize their dog after an accident at a local grooming salon. And so she weighed like 25 pounds. And they said that she went to get groomed right before Thanksgiving and they had went and they named the groomer. It's gentle touch grooming twice a year. They, they, she went there twice a year since 2016. And the family said, oh, this, this was different. She was always excited to go in there, etc. She said an hour later when she went uh, to get her, the groomers texted to say it wasn't her best haircut, but she was ready to be picked up. And she, the groomer was, has been doing this for 16 years. She works with area rescue groups and the family said that the dog had to be carried out of the salon. She couldn't stand on her own. Uh, she collapsed when they tried to get her to stand. Uh, they said that um, she uh, had an arthritic diagnosis, and she mentioned that to the groomer when she was dropped off. And the groomer said, nothing occurred that was out of the ordinary. Slipping in the tub is common. It's a bathtub dog slip, and that's true. They said that um, they... Uh, had never seen she said she never seen anything like this before one of the uh one of the folks involved with the story said they the dog should have gone to the vet immediately the second she couldn't stand she should have been at the vet and i mean the poor dog i mean you know it, it she couldn't stand or walk on her own and i mean clearly in pain and they uh determined that an mri said she had a spinal injury she had compressed vertebra it caused her deep pain in all her limbs they couldn't you know do they they couldn't do anything for her really ultimately so they had to euthanize her and so the family um, asked the groomer if they had insurance to help cover vet costs. And um, apparently they like were trying to figure out to file an insurance claim. The, vet, the groomer said she had never used her insurance before. And a-, a week after, the groomer said that she had filed the incident with the insurance that morning and that uh, she told the family the claim was denied, even though apparently, I don't know, they said agents never contacted the family. The long, long story short, is that they said that the family wants regulations to be a check and balance over the grooming industry. Now, here's the thing with this. They're, and they want legislative change. They want more regulations. And I don't agree with that. And you guys know I'm crazy about it. I love my dogs. And my dog has had to get back. It sounds like this dog had a pre-existing condition. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, I love dogs, and as sad as the story is, you don't have to have a regulation as a substitute to vet a groomer before taking your dog or to ask a groomer, do you have insurance or this or that, etc. If your dog is already taking medication for arthritis, there's something obviously, clearly, you need to be attentive to that. I'm not blaming the family. I'm just saying, you know, because they're not vets, but I'm just saying... I don't think that this was the groomer's fault. And I don't think that you need re- you need to push the, leg- the legislative bo- body in the state of Missouri to pass another stupid regulation. I mean, we have a mobile groomer and we grilled her before I let her even touch my dogs. And we went in and stood there while the dogs were getting groomed until we felt comfortable enough. And this is with Rocco's back surgery. Rocco has had back surgery. Rocco is in, is in a way more uh, precarious position than that dog ever was. In the story, right? He's he doesn't have feeling in part of his leg, and he you know walks oddly, um, and we had to rehabilitate him even to get control of his bowels again, and so you have to be very careful with Rocco, 
And we know all of this. We've talked to the groomer about it. And we didn't have to do that because a regulation necessitated it. We just did it because we're responsible as people and we don't have to demand that the state regulate every single aspect of our lives. I can't. That's what I don't like. You don't need to push the legislative body into pushing you know, another regulation or creating another regulation. There is no industry anywhere in any part of the country that is unregulated enough. There's none. Everybody is or everything is overregulated. And you don't need something like this. It's sad, but it sounds like this was a pre-existing spinal condition. The dog already had like already had issues with arthritis. So I just don't see I mean, I don't I, I don't see the need to have a whole regulation for this. I don't. We have too many. We, the regulatory stuff is out of control. I feel bad for the family. I'm sure they love their dog. I mean, clearly they went to go get their dog help, but you don't need regulations for this. You just need to talk to your groomer. Right? Do you have insurance? Do you have this? Do you have that? I mean, these are, I mean, I ask these questions. I'm, and I know I'm not weird. You should ask these questions too. There's no reason not to. A couple of other things here. The media. I got to get to this. This is pretty crazy. I wanted to share this so stupid Politico headline. The headline is this. The cold calculus behind the shrinking GOP presidential field. Are you kidding me? Everybody and their brother wants to run in 2024. Everybody wants to run. Everyone. And Politico's like, an entire generation of Republican stars seem determined to sit this out. Are you kidding me? You have Pence, Haley, Pompeo, DeSantis, Trump. You, I, I, you have a ton of others that I'm not... Uh, that I know are also concerned. I mean, that's really, and they're trying to argue that somehow this is indicative of what. Look at the, look at the left. Who does the left have? That's the bigger concern. They don't have it. They have one person, one, Gavin Newsom, who not even d- a lot of Democrats like. One. And Politico's like, oh, well, you know, it looks like uh, there's uh, the shrinking GOP political field. No one thinks this. No one at all. Now, in, in hand with this, you have this story coming out of San Francisco. The editor-in-chief at the San Francisco Chronicle said, quote, objectivity has to go. <sighs> it's advocacy journalism i've talked about this for two decades because journalism is activism i've said this this is nothing new i have said this literally since i was in college i've been saying this you have activists who go into journalists journalism because they think that that's that they're going to get more notoriety or maybe more influence that way than going the uh, underpaid living off of foundation grant money activist route so they go into journalism Good heavens. And this is why you have trust in the media at an all-time low. Here's the thing, though. Media, I, I have a realistic view of the press. The press never began as an objective entity. That was a thing that was created, I think, as a way to s- just 
trick people into just believing everything the press says. They, I think about how they were created. I mean, back in the days of the founders and Ben Franklin, everybody smack talk everyone else and they took out hit pieces on each other. That That's the creation of the press. That is what the press did. They also, though, were uniform in going after the crown pre-revolution or pre-war of independence, I should say. So the because the revolution, which really that began before the actual war of independence part of the revolution was were the colonists creating these penny presses and their pulp uh publications and all of this going after the crown uh satirizing the crown all of this other stuff that was all part of it so it always it has its roots in in that however I do think that there's, you know, you have people who I know that there are partisans even in straight news, but you do need people who just give you straight news without coloring it with editorialism, right? You don't need to have your editorial editorialization of a particular story, just share it. You have people who are commentators and editorialists, and that's what I am. You have people who do straight news. I mean, and if something happens when we're on air, I mean, I can do straight news, but you guys know me as being, I mean, I give you my opinion. I tell you I'm supremely ridiculously biased towards the constitution and towards being left alone so they i i think in part one of the reasons that the press is able to be such purveyors of misinformation is because they operate on this this assumption that they have at one point were always only ever about objectivity they literally got their start not being objective unless it was being unified towards hatred of the crown but other than that it was always kind of, you know, like a community message board of sorts. So I don't know. Like I see this, but when I, when I see people from San Francisco Chronicle say it, objectivity has to go, they want everything to be editorializing. They want editorial everything. All of it. I mean, over at Columbia Journalism, all J schools are garbage now. They, they, they had their, one of their, the dean of their J school say that the First Amendment right to free speech is being weaponized to protect disinformation. That is so anti-free speech and so unbelievably oxymoronic and I, it, I can't even deal with it. That is one of the most ironic statements I've ever read in my life. The freedom of speech is being weaponized to protect disinformation. People can share whatever information they want to, whether you think it's disinfo or not. That's the beauty of the free speech. It's the speech that you disagree with that needs the most protection. It's not there to protect basic things that we all know. The sun, it looks round in the sky, which is blue. Grass is green. We're on earth. It's to protect all the other stuff. And these are the people teaching at J schools. No wonder no one trusts the media. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. <laughs> I got to This is, I can't even deal. Uh, so a homeless man in Florida has been charged with felony battery because a woman was running on the beach and he smacked her butt. <laughs> Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office deputies responded to the call, followed a set of footprints and found 50-year-old Eric Lucas hiding in a bush wearing the same clothing described by the victim. She said she was running on the beach for exercise. When he confronted her, asked for a picture. She declined, and then he smacked her on the butt and ran away. He had a pri- <laughs> he had a prior battery conviction in Okaloosa County from September of 22. Oh, <laughs> Just- <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday. We didn't have time to get into it. A Florida man was arrested because he tried to hide the stolen semi-truck, his, the, the semi-truck that he stole. He tried to spray paint it a different color. 
like on Grand Theft Auto. <sighs> a Peterbilt semi-tractor trailer in the back corner of a parking lot in a hotel. They actually thought they could just spray paint it a different color. And people saw these people were spray painting it, so they called the cops. And when Flager County Sheriff's deputies showed up, uh, the, the, the perps dropped the cans of spray paint. They were using spray paint. And they decided to run along southbound I-95. That's insane. They, the, one guy hid in the woods for two hours, but the cops found him. The recovered semi-tractor is valued at $280,000. Oh, my gosh. And the actual original color was legit pink. So, clearly, they painted it red to conceal the color. It makes sense. But they took, I mean, they, they disabled the GPS and everything. I can't, man. I just can't deal. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the guy who flicked a cigarette and caused a trailer fire at a gas station. <laughs> Stay with us. We got our third hours on the way. And censorship. Where are the free speech warriors today? The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, the gentlewoman's time has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong the gentlewoman in that is no longer recognized, and the the gentleman from Mississippi is recognized. A friend of mine said they sound like a bunch of women. Five vodka shots in at dinner. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash. Here with you at the top of our third hour. Let's need another apple teeny. You cannot let these ladies drink like this at the Applebee's anymore. Just too bad. It does, doesn't it? They sound like they got together and then it all started out. The night started out with the best of intentions. And then it dissolved into this. I'm so sorry. Why doesn't he love you? I'm sorry that our country failed you. You should be able to say anti-Semitic stuff all the time. That's really what this was about. She got in trouble for saying anti-Semitic stuff and they're mad. (sighs) can't even make this up oh man that was so funny her melting down like that it sounded kind of like a fake cry too and then i love there was a chick sitting behind her who made the another democrat clearly and she made the mmm face you know mmm yeah mmm there was that moment mmm it's like no 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 she was ilan omar ran her mouth and she didn't get in trouble at all they They never, ever, ever, she was never condemned by House Democrats, ever. They had a a watered-down resolution where they mentioned anti-Muslim bigotry, but they literally never mentioned her at all. No. They've all been screaming about this all day. It It was Ilhan Omar who was crying about it. And then you had AOC who was really mad that you can't say anti Semitic things and then still be on a committee. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like the price to pay for what did she call like she said Israel was like the great what was a devil of the world or something crazy something crazy, right? It's like something Kanye would tweet. I don't know. It's, what she, it's like it's true. <laughs> you, you can't be saying this stuff and then like sit on a committee can't, and work with other countries. Yeah. That's like, that's like your, you know, your job. If you're, if you're at work and you're offering a service or you're representing people, you're, 
supposed to be working with everybody, right? You know, it's kind of how it goes. And um, that you can't just say, you know, like racist and anti-Semitic stuff. That's just not, you just can't do that. There was the more, do we have more of the, because yeah, there was like all kinds of screaming and weeping and, oh my gosh. And she said, it's because I'm a Muslim. No, it's not. No one cares. It's because you hate Jewish people and you you're said it. You, you didn't disagree with the Israeli government. You were you went on about to Jews. That's that was your thing. <sighs> she was yay before yay was yay. Who knew? <laughs> just oh man. And now they're all screaming and crying about it. I just I'm so sorry. And sister. <laughs> they should play Holla Back Girl and see if they can actually do the bananas part. The drunk bridesmaid theory. This is bananas. That's what they sound like. Golly. Oh, man, I cannot. And so the New York Times runs this thing where they go, breaking news. The House ousted Ilhan Omar from its foreign affairs panel over her past comments on Israel, settling a score from when Democrats held the majority. No one settled a score. Okay? It's, they finally acted to condemn a sitting member's blatant, raging anti-Semitism that they have delayed in doing. And again, not just saying, well, I don't like how the Israeli government did that or anything like that. Like, going off on to Jews. That's what she did. It's only okay when Democrats do it, I guess. I don't know. What happened to uh, your speech has consequences? You have free speech, but, you know. You're not free from consequences. What happened to that? It's all absurd. I just feel like being absurd because it's all absurd. It's all, this is all so ridiculous. I just can't believe that you say stuff like that and then you're expected to be taken as a legitimate representative to work. I mean, because she, part of her job would be to work with the government of Israel and representatives from Israel. I, and you, you can't do that when you're going on about how you think that they're like devils and stuff. I mean, good heavens. She went on with these old anti-Semitic tropes. Like I said, she was doing yay before yay was doing yay. Stop. And they never, they absolutely did not condemn her. They did nothing. They, Like I said, they came out with one weak little resolution that condemned anti-Muslim bigotry, but they said nothing about her. So now she's going on this whole, oh, well, it's, um, it's because I'm a Muslim. Oh, and then, oh, can we play the AOC thing? Because this is so ridiculous. Now she's going to appropriate like church culture. Is that what you're doing? Our faith is not your costume. Listen to Don't this. tell me that this is about an abdi- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Oh, for the love. Not only did Ilhan Omar say anti-Semitic stuff, but she literally like doubled down on it, tripled down on it, and then defended it. (sighs) Literally just this past weekend, she acted like she had no idea that any of it was tropes. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I can't talk about how I think that all Jewish people are devils. I didn't know that. Uh, It's kind of crazy. It's pretty amazing, right? The stuff that she has said repeatedly was remember she said that lawmakers she had said that um 
she accused lawmakers of being in the pocket of APAC, which is the American Israel Public Affairs Committee. And that's a trope. Say so anytime in a, there's and that's just that was the most uh, milk toast thing that she has said. I mean, she has said some really crazy stuff before. So, oh, and then don't ever forget, yeah, Israel hypnotized the world and all this other stuff. I mean, you can't repeat and post anti-Semitic ridiculousness. Again, it's one thing to criticize the government. It's not anti-Semitic to say, I disagree with what the Israeli government is doing. It is anti-Semitic to be like the Jewish people are hypnotizing the world. I mean, that is kind of, that's pretty anti-Semitic. And then you're shocked when you get bounced from a committee. It's because they're attacking women of color. Wait, she attacked Jewish people. This is just called accountability. You can't skirt. Are you a big girl? Are you an empowered woman? Because you can't sit here and shrink away from accountability and try to hide behind this old woman of women of color excuse. No, you being a woman of color does not mean you get to act like a bigot to everyone else. You being a woman of color doesn't mean you get to act like an anti-Semite in the halls of Congress. You being a woman of color doesn't mean you get to marry your brother and then get a pass on accountability. You mar- you being a woman of color doesn't mean that you can cheat FEC laws and then not and then be outraged when you get busted and have to pay a fine in your own state when the Democratic governing board of that whole issue determines you violated the law. You being a woman of color doesn't, you know, I'm going to raise my hand too like AOC. I'm going to be a appropriating the church culture oh it's so stupid these women are the these women are the equivalent of drunk bridesmaids at the wedding who cannot sing along to the chorus part of hollaback girl because they can't spell and they're too drunk they're them that's the squad (sighs) golly oh i can't be held accountable i'm a woman of color a person of whatever they try to double down. Oh, no, she's, just a, she's a woman. See, she has a vagina, so it makes her weaker. You need to cater to her more. She gets a pass because, you know, vagina. Stop. I'm so done with this stuff. I'm done with people who demand equality but then want a pass for, and they want the inequality of getting a pass because of an identity factor. It's not how this works. Oh, my gosh. Ain't no hollaback, girl. I can't. Man, I mean, I still cannot the whole cry. I mean, how many of these how many Democrats are gonna be crying today? You had Ron Klain crying. You had what's her face Rashida Tlaib crying. Uh, AOC trying to act like that was just bad. Oh, can I have this audio soundbite 16 just so I can get it out of my system? I'm just glad. Can I just preface this by saying I'm just glad that he got all of the nouns correct. I don't know. I knew the moment he started, he was a once in a generation talent. That's not hyperbole. He's a fiercely brilliant intellect. And again, those of you who work with him know it to be true. And just as important, he has a heart as big as his head. You know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's egotistical. Yeah, he does. Has a big head, I guess. He's a great father. I mean, golly, with the crying. How dare you take me off? Now, I can I have one other one other gimme, and then we're going to move on. Audio soundbite eight, because I just want to have a montage of all the stuff that KJP mispronounces, including Kentaji Brown Jackson's Kentaji Brown Jackson's actual name, and she's a sitting Supreme Court justice. Listen. And of course, President Biden appointed Kentaji Justice Kentaji Brown Jackson. 
How dare you not get her name right? Well, how dare you criticize a woman of color? You got a woman of color's name wrong. We can't, uh, you can't criticize me. I'm a woman of color. See? It's an attack. It's an attack. I'm so sorry, sister. I... No, you, it deserves to be mocked because it's absurd. I learned everything I know about how to be a good father from Joe Biden. Golly. He is the best father I know and the best role model I know. I just, can I be real? Can I? I can't stand it when men do this in public. I just, he's the best father I know. I just love Joe Biden. I cannot stand it. Makes my ovaries shrink up into my neck. I can't just. Stop it. I mean, he could have just gone up there and been like, thanks for the uh, job. It's been a great experience, blah, blah, blah. No, he had to get up there and... Great. So is, are his kids going to grow up and smoke crack and leave their laptops and, and diaries everywhere, too? I mean, I'm just wondering what kind of lessons we're given here. I hope his kids... Oh, I'm not going to even say it. We got it. I need to get moving off this topic is what needs to happen. All right. So we have headlines on the way. We also have Devin Nunez. That's not going to help me. Because you know what? I'm, I, I have to be un, uncoupled from this topic by the time we get to Devin Nunez. Otherwise, I'm going to like ask a question in a Rashida Tlaib crying voice, and I don't know how this is going to work. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So seven Democrats actually joined Republicans, <clears throat> excuse me, to vote to lift the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. Uh, that's surprising that it was seven. Uh, but they all voted, seven of them, with Republicans for a bill to lift the coronavirus vaccine, quote unquote, vaccine mandates for healthcare workers, despite leadership telling the conference to vote against the Freedom for Healthcare Workers Act. Several members voted for it anyway. Now, zero Democrats supported a separate bill that would have ended the White House's coronavirus public health emergency declaration. So that, you know, is probably a gimme. Uh, clearly. Uh, also, this is a wild story. This couple abandoned a baby at the airport when they learned they had to pay $27 for him to fly. It was a, This is a story that comes out uh, of KAN. I'm pulling this up. And it was a couple at an airport. They were rushing through and uh, it was at Ryanair, uh, Tel Aviv Airport. It was a Brussels flight. They were traveling with their infant son. They hadn't paid the airline's fee for an infant in the lap. And now some reports said that the parents declined to pay the fee. Uh, apparently the check-in counters were closed and they couldn't pay. They went through security. Ryanair called Israeli police. The parents were located, taken into custody for questioning. The baby returned to the parents. The airport authorities said that they had a Belgian passport. The couple did. So they were flying through Israel. They said they arrived on this flight at Terminal 1 without a ticket for their baby. They arrived late for the flight after the check-in counters had closed. They left the basket with the baby and they wanted to go to the security check uh, to and, and check in and get to the departure gate. So they had the shift manager take the couple back to the flight counter to pick up the baby and they called the security guard. That is crazy. I mean, were they trying to... I, if you were sending parents to go through to find someone to that they could pay to bring their child, wouldn't you leave one of the parents there instead of having both parents go? That doesn't, that's what that, that story doesn't make sense to me. It's just, it's really, it's really weird. It's just a bizarre, weird story. Uh, also, uh, a, a judge ruled that a Porsche, a Porsche dealer's typo cost them a car. 
This is a really weird story. Uh, apparently, it was in uh, Panamera. It's a Chinese city, and a northwest Chinese city. A Porsche dealer acts mispriced. It mispriced this Panamera Porsche in an online store at 124,000 won, and they said it's about $18,377, one tenth of the original price. Hundreds of orders came in, and the it was ended up being sold by a dealer. And there was some fighting over it. And they said, no, your, your typo actually means that you have to, you actually do have to fulfill it at that price. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Coming up next, Devin Nunes. we got a lot to discuss. Stay with us. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden, there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that, from the intelligence community, that the Russians are engaged. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son, Hunter, were Russian disinformation at a smear campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. It's the last-ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said... There's no basis at all. Wow. I cannot play that enough. That's just a small montage of Joe Biden saying that everything that stemmed from the laptop, which Hunter Biden now says is his and is threatening to fight the Internet for talking about the contents of said laptop, that it was all just Russian disinformation. It was all a smear and everything else. I think a lot of people are owed an apology, including the American people, because we had a number of intel agencies, including 50 former high-ranking officials, sign a letter saying it was all Russian disinformation. They lied to protect a glorified crackhead, uh, and they lied to the American people to do it. I mean, it's, I know it sounds kind of harsh, but that is the truth of the matter. And ultimately, I think it jeopardizes national security. No one knows about all of this better than our next guest. You all know Devin Nunez. Uh, he represented California uh, in the House. And he was one of the, I think, the very first individual to say this is not Rush, this is not a Russian attack. This is that's actually disinformation. And he came out fighting against this. And of course, the media went after him uh, very hard over that. And he is now over at Truth Social, the CEO of Truth Social and the Trump Media and Technology Group. Devin, it's so good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Dana, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Of course. I have got to get your reaction to the story today because now apparently he's admitting Hunter Biden admits that this laptop is his. The laptop is his. And the attorney, Abby Lowell, sent out this a pretty threatening letter, apparently wanting to go after the entire Internet for, quote unquote, weaponizing the information on said laptop. We were told this was all a Russian trick, that this was a way to go after the family. This was the Russians trying to get Trump reelected. And now the truth is out. I wanted to get your reaction to this. Well, I think the main thing that we have to look at here is they're going to be great legal moves, meaning Hunter Biden, his father, they're all having to make legal moves now because now with these classified documents that have been found in what five different locations, very, very unusual and, and unexplainable. Now what I think people are starting to piece together, well, wait, wait a second, on this laptop from hell, which I think there was actually multiple two. hard drives, if I remember well, right. Yeah, number of hard drives and two laptops. Yeah, and now they're starting to look at, well, wait a second, does some of this match up? Because it makes, meaning the, of the classified documents, 
does it match up to some of the stuff that was on the hard drives? And I think that's going to be key moving forward here. And you know, look, what I've said is that the Republicans with their new uh, in the House, with their weaponization of government committee, you know, they're going to have to peel all of this back and they're going to have to issue subpoenas and they're going to have to bring all of these people in front of the Congress, especially, I think, these 51 so-called intelligence and military professionals that did this because they played a part in all of this. These are people that either still have access to classified information and or did and or work for companies with a, you know, they all, they all have kept their clearances. Not one of these people should hold a security clearance if they were willing to use those clearances to lie to the American people to do what? To sway the outcome of an election. That's what happened. Now, that's exactly what happened. And and it's amazing. You mentioned those agents. There was one agent that came out, I think it was a month ago, saying, yeah, we knew this was all, what we were signing was false. But we just did it anyway. We just, I mean, they they knew that there would be no accountability. Are you a little, are, do you have confidence that there's maybe perhaps now that at least we have a small lead in the House that we could at least make steps towards that? Because, I mean, th- I'm just looking at uh, trust in our intelligence agencies is just destroyed. I think trust in the overall system of government, which may or may not have been by design when you think of it, uh, is, is just, I don't know how we, we get back to a place where we can have goodwill, good faith again. Yeah, so I guess the bottom line, Dana, is that we're still, you know, we still at least have a fighting champ. Um, there's, only two, there's only two parts of government right now that are actually investigating, you know, the larger Russia hoax here. One is the one we just mentioned, which is, which is this weaponization of government committee that Jim Jordan from Ohio is chairing. The other is John Durham is still running his investigation. And you know the, the fact that the New York Times did a hit piece on John Durham last week, I think is interesting. That must mm-hmm. mean that the John Durham's starting to find something, starting to get close to something, because you know that the fake news apparatus that the Democrats control, they don't do these types of attacks unless something's coming out. So we don't know, we don't know what that something is. But here, this is going to be the challenge for the Republican that, and then this is this is the the most important issue at the highest level, from my estimation. We thought that we had at least cauterized the wound at DOJ and the FBI and these intelligence agencies back in seventeen and eighteen when our investigation found that this was a hoax. We exposed it to the American people. What indeed happened was it, it, it wasn't. We exposed a lot. But what we now have learned is that the National Security Division specifically within the Department of Justice, which works with the FBI and all the intelligence agencies, so they have access to basically anything they possibly want with the most powerful intelligence apparatus in the world, that has been weaponized. They used it to raid Mar-a-Lago to go after Donald Trump. Uh, They've used it to, to, I think, counteract John Durham. They've used it to not run a real investigation into Joe Biden, even though they knew about these documents before the election. I mean, this is an active organization. It's almost like a Gestapo within the Department of Justice working for the Democratic Party. It's pretty amazing to see uh, to see all. Of, I just th- these are things I never thought I would see in my government. We're talking with Devin Nunes, who's the CEO of Truth Social, as well as the Trump Media and Technology Group, and you know him as uh, having served in the House of Representatives, representing California as well. One last quick question on this, and then I want to talk about the the Google. Now that we got the Google files too, the uh, the issue of discovery. I can't imagine this case getting legal with Hunter Biden over the laptop. And uh, I mean, we talked a little earlier on the program how John Paul Mac Isaac 
had a signed working order or receipt saying that he had full authority to access to fix the the laptop, as well as it's his property after it goes unclaimed for 90 days. They can't do anything without having to go through discovery. I don't think that the family wants to risk that. So where does this go? You know, I don't know. I mean, look, when they when they usually put these fillers out, I mean, sometimes it could be just to threaten to get people to be quiet. But so many people are talking about this. It's kind of a a wild threat to make from his from his legal team. So, look, I don't put anything past them. I mean, they don't seem to care. I mean, even if they did get in discovery, Dana, would they even cooperate? Yeah. Um, you know, and and maybe they would do this as a possible stall tactic to what look, if if it was you or I or any of the of all of your listeners right now, if they had discovered that laptop on any of them, and even just a few pieces of that laptop, hmm. uh, we would have been prosecuted Completely. long, long, long time ago. And this is and what? When did John Paul Isaac pass that over? I think that was in the beginning of 2020. Yep. Yep, that is correct. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while. I mean, it's been a while. And we've I it just I mean, we've all known it that this was legitimate now to see this playing out. We're going to continue watching the developments on this talking with Devin Nunes. I got to ask you about the, the Google files now, because we all know that there is serious algorithm manipulation, whether it's yeah. YouTube for suppression, Facebook, obviously, you know, Twitter, which is why Truth Social, that was one of the things created to react to that and, and uh, offer an alternative to that. Uh, in Google, now what's been discovered is that 950 pages of their internal documents have been leaked, providing evidence that they've been using blacklist machine learning algorithms to censor anyone who seems like a populist, seems like a conservative, right-leaning, yeah. moderate even, libertarian, going after everyone who does not, apparently is not uh, a member of the socialist left. That doesn't surprise you at all. No. And in fact, I got a great little story about that. So I had a little podcast that I used when I was in Congress to get around the fake news. It had, it had taken off. And a guy named Dan Bongino, who you know, he asked, uh, he said, man, why aren't you on YouTube? You should be just, instead of audio only, you should be doing video. Okay. So I did video. And then I realized like I was getting like almost zero views on this, yet my audio listens were going up and my video was going down. I said, well, this is strange. And then, you know, my podcast was named, you know, a very creative name, Dana. It was called the Devin Nunes Podcast. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I sympathize <laughs> with you there. Yeah. So if you type that even to this day into YouTube, okay, which is a which is owned by Google, Devin Nunes Podcast should be pretty easy to find. I haven't done it recently, but it, you couldn't find it. And so this is what's happening. If you get these, there's these so-called fact checker groups out there that are funded by these big tech companies. If you get a, a a check mark, a red check, or you know, you know, you know, you get a strike. I guess they call them. Then you can't. Then you can't. Your website can't be found. And it's not just. It's not. It's 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 across the board. I mean, if you take, you know, I try to find the Federalist. Try to find any yeah. sort from Breitbart. Try to find any story on Google. You're not going to be able to find those stories if you, even though you know that a lot of these stories get multiple hits, a lot more hits than what the fake news gets, yet you're not going to find it on these search engines. We're coming to a very weird place, I think, in, in Western culture and just in human culture in general, where where you see these, we should be living in the greatest era of information ever, but yet it's the yeah. greatest era of disinformation, not from the people <laughs> who are objecting over to, to what we're seeing with these these companies. It's what they're doing to us. And I mean, it, and it gets to the point... I, 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 not to get into a 230, Section 230 discussion, but 
I mean, something clearly has to be done because I it, it's it's I think it's causing our unity as a nation to become frayed as a result of this. I mean, and then at some point it yeah. could become a NATSEC issue. I mean, who knows? Well, that's why I, you know, I left Congress to go out and reopen the Internet. And, th- and this is this is why I realized that after un- uncovering all the Russia hoax stuff, and then I looked at a poll after the 2020 election, and over half of Americans thought that Trump and Republicans had nefarious had done nefarious things with Vladimir Putin of Russia. And I said to myself, man, I've been doing this for four years, pounding my head against the wall. We we showed the corruption at the FBI, DOJ, and the, the Clinton campaign, all of that. And here we are, what the hell's going on? And what I call, it's the funnel effect. So mm-hmm. 95% of the news is fake, okay? But people have been successful. People like you, you know, talk radio, podcasts, all of the center-right news. So 95 to five was kind of a fair fight. You know, you could at least compete. But the problem is when you use these phones, mm-hmm. you know, your, I'm, I'm holding up my phone right now for the radio listeners, and it goes through a Twitter or a Facebook or an Instagram or what have you, or a, or a search engine, it gets filtered out. And so it's no longer 95.5, it's 99.9 to one, mm. and or 0.01. And so you have all of these, these people that are running around America right now who don't really care about politics. They just wanna go about their daily life. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is they're getting force-fed garbage. And that is leading to a very dangerous place where you've got half of America who thinks that Donald Trump is an asset of Vladimir Putin. And they're being programmed when they don't even realize it. Exactly. It's amazing. Yep, that's exactly what's happening. You're doing some great work. We'd love to have you back, Devin Nunes. And of course, you can find him over at Truth Social and uh, on online. You can find him where they, they're not, they're not going to suppress you. <laughs> yeah, don't don't Google me or, you, or you'd never want to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 don't Google search. Yeah, same here. I, I get it. Devin Nunes, thank you so much. Good to see you. Thanks, Dana. Great to be with you. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, this isn't actually like news or politics. Well, not politics anyway. I, have a, I, I feel, am I, am I being too sensitive? Because I kind of feel like there's this, this push from the media to characterize Tom Brady as like melting down because he's retiring now. And I say this because the top headline over at Daily Mail, which it's not insignificant, it's the biggest paper in the world. It it the headline is Tom spitting rage, and it just looks like he's having a terse conversation. And the he- the subhead is chilled retirement. Tom furious Brady caps lock screams in caps lock down phone hours after telling the world he was quitting NFL amid the collapse of his eight-year marriage to supermodel Giselle. Like, what else can you put in there? And he stubbed his toe today, and his favorite brand of high-protein milk is probably expired. I mean, like, how else? Well, like, jab him some more. And he ate meat. Yeah, like, what? what is... Am I being overly sensitive to this? Because it seems like they want him to have like a Britney-style meltdown. It's literally the media being overly sensitive about this. It's like they want him to get an umbrella and beat up a paparazzi's car. Right? Like, I just... I don't know, man. I just, I find it... um, It's weird. This is weird. All right, tomorrow, there's a new development in the uh, Biden saga. Gosh, a sidebar. I have a great idea for a series. It's like Dallas, right? 
with J.R. Ewing, except it's about the Bidens and it's just trash. Anyway, so Hunter Biden's business partner moved over almost 2,000 boxes of sensitive documents from then VP Joe Biden's White House office, and he was warned about it from lawyers. Oh, this is Dem Oppo research, guys. De- this is a Democrat hit. That is a Democrat hit. Now, while they're doing this, watch who they're getting ready. I'm sorry, I'm taking up all your today's stupidity time. Go, Kane, go. Oh, okay. It was going to be Ron Klain crying or Rashida Tlaib crying, but instead, it's going to be AOC. This is about an a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an untimely amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color. I want to talk to the manager. I want a manager. I demand the manager. That's her. Yeah. She went full Karen. Never go full Karen. Folks, that does it for us tonight. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great evening.